Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Another big weekend for Donald Trump. Jeez. Uh, A judge on Friday fined Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. Well... Nobody knows what the real figure is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, every time you read a story, it's a different number. Right. The first one I read was like $453 million. Uh, I've got a story in front of me on my computer that says $350 million. Okay. This story that you gave me, Keith, says $364 million. <laughs> I, I don't know. Wow. What's a few million here and there? Up to about $100 million in differences, uh, depending on what story you're reading. Weird. But it's insane it's insane the fine they levied against him so between that and the 83.3 million i mean he's anywhere from 430 million to 500 million dollars in the hole in just these what last two weeks it's really outrageous how is that constitutional and he's been ordered to not he can't work in new york anymore well, for the next three years. For the next three years, he can't uh, run his companies in, in New York's in New York State. I've, I've never heard of anything like this. Yeah, I, and I saw a, a tweet from Carol Roth over the weekend that said, you know, who doesn't argue up their value? Yeah, you know, that's it's right. Like, and and that's what right. kind of effect is this going to have on startups and other companies that are trying to get loans? and right. Well, and businesses are concerned about it in New York State, and they've been uh, asking a lot of questions, and Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, has said, oh, you, you don't have to worry about it. There's, there's no threat to New York businesses. Right, because this was solely directed toward wow. Donald Trump. And the absolute sheer unadulterated hatred so she they have for him. So she admitted that, that, that we have a two-tiered justice yeah, system. basically. Yes, she basically did. I mean, it's, it's really astounding. Sure is. Really incredible. Uh, so Trump, who mentioned that he has a lot of cash on hand, I think he sold a couple properties um, back during the pandemic. And that netted hundreds of millions of dollars for him. But this is going to clean him out if he winds up having to pay it. He's got to post some kind of bond within 30 days. So somebody's got to either give him a bond or he has to pay it out of his pocket within 30 days. Even uh, And I think once he posts the bond, he can appeal and they can't take the money from him until that appeal process is, uh, is finished. I mean, this is where his fundraising ends up, really. Yeah, uh, this is this is where yeah. if you donate, I mean, this is going to go to pay for this, like as it has in the past. Right. Uh, but his attorney does say that they will over- overturn this on appeal. Uh, I sure hope so. Yeah, me too. But I don't know, man. This is not America anymore. No, so I, good it's luck. Crazy, it's crazy. Uh, so his sons, uh, Donald Jr. and Eric, who run the Trump Organization together, have each been found liable to pay four million. Four million each. Alan Weisselberg, the former chief operating officer of Trump Organization, liable for another one million. The uh, New York Attorney General's office estimated that Trump exaggerated his wealth by up to three point six billion dollars. So, 
I mean, he's got to pay a hefty price for that, I guess. I just, I, I don't get it, man. It's incredible. It's really incredible. Uh, he also announced a shoe line over the weekend. Yes, he did. So it was a busy weekend for him. <laughs> he went to, is it called Shoe Con? Sneaker Con, Sneaker, I believe. Yes. Sneaker Con. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and uh, he introduced a new line of sneakers. I think essentially tennis shoes. Yep. He's got high top tennis shoes and then a couple other uh, brands, and they're fairly pricey. I think the high tops went for five hundred, four or five hundred. Uh, the others about two hundred, three ninety nine. Okay, four hundred uh, on the yeah. Let's see. Hold on a second. On the high tops. A, yeah, here we go. They're they, like they are gold. Yeah, and fun. Got the T on the side. <laughs> Uh, I think the other ones have the number 45, okay. know, 45th president, and uh, so we'll see how that works out for him. He said he's been wanting to do that for 12 or 13 years. Hmm. Okay. He's got some good people who uh, came up with this, and he thinks it's going to be incredibly successful. Well, he's going to need it to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's really going to need it to be. And next, you, you, we're starting into the criminal phase trials now, so... We got that going for us. He's got that going for him. That should be fun. These civil trials have been unbelievable. Uh, uh, they're just people who hate Trump going after him um, so, with reckless abandon. So I guess four four trials starting, right? And the first one is uh, March 25th? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we'll see. 2024. I mean, do you have any hope that this guy clears any of these hurdles? I don't know. It looks pretty bad right now just simply because of the trump derangement thing so uh i i don't know if he's going to be able to run for president if he's convicted on some of these charges who knows i i nobody knows what's going to happen which makes it somewhat interesting for this presidential season uh speaking of uh, presidential season happy president's day mm. um it's, I guess it's a day off for some, right? That's what I hear. Yeah. I guess some people have the day off. Uh, uh -huh. Schools are out, at least in our area. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought you had to choose between, like, uh, MLK Day and President's Day. Maybe they don't make them choose between those anymore. I hmm. don't know. I don't know. But uh, our current president was fabulous, as usual, over the weekend. Um, let's start with Joe Biden's walk to the podium on Friday. Oh, cool. Always eventful. <clears throat> hey, folks, how are you? Sure. Closes the door on that dude. What? Did the fake. Good afternoon. Fake jog. I, uh, so I'm stupid. heading off to East Palestine ah! at the moment, but I wanted to say a few things this morning about oh, uh, Alexei Navalny. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet that was profound. <laughs> By the way, on that uh, Trump thing in New York, uh, truckers are now uh, kind of like this uh, grassroots thing. They're saying they're not going to deliver starting today. <laughs> they're not delivering goods, That's services to uh, New York. To be fascinating to won't watch. That, won't it be? Uh, speaking of which, let's watch uh, Mr. Father Time. <laughs> Get to the podium again. Yeah, okay. Sorry. It just bugs me so much. I know, me too. First he closes the door on the other guy. Yeah, sure. tries to. Forgets he's coming out there. Oh, okay, you're coming in. Oh. <laughs> Why? I, uh, I'm heading off to East Palestine. Three steps. Oh, Three steps. Jeez, man. Unbelievable. 
And he's pissed off at Congress because of Ukraine. Okay. He wants that $60 billion. What are you doing? Would you be looking at increasing sanctions on Russia right now? We're looking at a whole number of options. That's all I'll say right now. Is there anything you can do to get ammunition to the Ukrainians without a supplemental from Congress? No, but it's about time they step up, don't you think? Ugh. Instead of going on a two-week vacation. Oh, well, yeah, oh. two weeks. This guy away. has a nerve to talk two about weeks. vacations. Seriously? What are they thinking? My God. Uh. This is bizarre. And it's just wow. reinforcing all the concern and, mm. and, and almost, I won't say panic, but real concern about the United States being a reliable ally. <gasps> this is outrageous. Oh. Is it? This is what's outrageous is your never-ending supply of money that's completely unsupervised mm-hmm. to a corrupt nation. That's what's outrageous here. <laughs> That's what's maddening. Yeah, isn't that something, though? That dude is complaining about Congress going on vacation. He has spent yeah, 40% yeah. of his presidency. 40%! All right. In fact, it's a little higher than that. Yeah. And and, and I'm sorry, if Ukraine is depending on us, then, then that's on them. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of like to depend on my government to take care of our issues here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we could lock down our own border, sir. That'd be nice. Uh, but Joe was mad at Donald Trump regarding his recent NATO comments, too. Okay. Now, as I've said before, and I mean this in a literal sense, history's watching. Yeah, oh, jeez. History's watching the See? House of Representatives. He loves the phrase. failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. History doesn't watch. It's down on the pages of history. It really yeah. is. It's consequential. And the clock is ticking. And this has to happen. We have to help now. You know, we have to realize what we're dealing with with Putin. All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia Mm. to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. He said if an ally did not pay their dues, Mm. he'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. (laughs) (laughs) Look at this. Can't take it. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. But let me be clear. This is an outrageous thing for a president to say. I can't fathom. I can't fathom. From Truman on, they're rolling over in their graves here in this. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's what Trump actually said. Here's his NATO comments oh, okay. in full. Yeah, I did the same thing with NATO. I got them to pay up. NATO was busted. Until I came along, I said, everybody's going to pay. They said, well, if we don't pay, are you still going to protect us? I said, absolutely not. They couldn't believe the answer. And everybody, you never saw more money pour in to Secretary General Stoltenberg. Well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was it. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. you got to pay. you got to pay your bills. And the money came flowing in. <laughs> yep. And Henry would know this. If I said, yes, I will, you don't have to pay. Yes, I will. Most politicians have said to that, 
yes, we will protect you under any circumstance. Well, then they're never paying up. Mm -hmm. I said, no, no, you have to understand. You don't pay your bills, you get no protection. It's very simple. Hundreds of billions of dollars came into NATO, and that's why they have money today, because of what I did. Hmm. I'd like to know how they're doing on their payments right now, <laughs> on their dues and all that good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see because, uh, you know, his his rhetoric does cause some action. I mean, you know, it worked. What he said worked. Wow. Yeah, I, I was just looking here, and just a few days ago, a NATO chief concedes valid point of spending criticism. Um, so anyway, I'm... I'm I would like to know if anybody is behind right now, because if they are, I wonder if Putin would <laughs> test that theory. <laughs> <sighs> kind of doubt it. Yeah. Uh, Ohio Senator J.D. Vance is over in Germany, where he addressed Trump's comments about NATO. I know people have heard what you know Trump said, and you know they've criticized it, and they said, "Well, Trump is going to abandon Europe." I don't think that's <laughs> true at all. I think Trump is actually issuing a wake-up call to say mm -hmm. that Europe has to take a bigger role in its own security. Germany just this year will spend more than two percent of GDP. Okay, uh, that of course is something that we had to really push for in the United States, and it just now has finally cleared that threshold. But it's not just about money spent. How many mechanized brigades could Germany field tomorrow? Maybe one. Maybe one. Okay? The problem with Europe is that it doesn't provide enough of a deterrence on its own because it hasn't taken enough of a... It hasn't taken the initiative in its own security. I think that the American security blanket has allowed European security to atrophy. And again, the point is not we want to abandon Europe. The point is we need to focus as a country on East Asia and we need our European allies to step up in Europe. That's the way you say it in a really diplomatic, boring way. <laughs> right? Right? That's not the way Donald Trump speaks. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the way... J.D. Vance and Senator speak. Trump <laughs> is different. And if you don't know that by now, he doesn't literally mean I'm going to tell Vladimir Putin to take over the NATO countries because they're in arrears with their payments. I mean, that's just BS. Does anybody really believe that? I suppose you can get Democrats on board with that. But it's nonsense. He's not really going to encourage Vladimir Putin to move into Poland. That's asinine. It's just the way he speaks. He's hyperbolic. I think we know that by now. Right? I mean, you've got to be a total moron to believe that he's literally going to encourage Vladimir Putin to go into Russia or to for Russia to go into Poland or any other NATO country. Meanwhile, back in the U.S., uh, Joe Biden visited. He finally did it. Mm -hmm. He actually did it. And it only took... Well, just over a year. Uh, he went to East Palestine, Ohio. And uh, this was, you know, it's been over a year since the train derailment and the environmental disaster there. Here's some of the crowd that greeted him. Mm. Oh, yeah. Look at the kids there. Don't sniff me. Don't sniff me. Yeah, a lot of people turned out to protest. <laughs> and by the way, uh, a new protocol mm. as reported by the New York Times that a Secret Service agent is now positioned mm. at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Even the short ones. Um, yeah. And and that happened again, uh, or that I mean we didn't send the video in, but sure enough, you got. Uh, are you supposed to catch him if he falls down? Is that what we're doing now? It's gonna be a little late if he falls from the top <laughs> right? of the staircase and you're down at the bottom. But yeah, it's yet another precaution they're taking.
because he's uh, so fragile. So fragile. The mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, introduced uh, Joe Biden. The U.S. EPA, the Department of Transportation. We'd also like to thank Governor Mike DeWine, the Ohio EPA, the Ohio EMA. What's, the what's Biden of doing? Public safety. What is he doing? And all of our state and local partners that have been with us mm-hmm. since the beginning. <laughs> our village has faced many challenges, but as a community, we have shown resilience. We will not be defined by this single event, rather our response to it and our perseverance. President Biden, your long-awaited visit to our village oh. today allows us to focus on the things we agree with. <laughs> Acknowledging this disaster should have never happened. Address the long-term health concerns and the economic growth of the village. Uh, your long-awaited. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. He never. He's definitely uh, jabbing him a bit there. Oh yeah. Because sure. he talked about Dewine and the people who were there from the beginning, from day one. Right. And that list you did not include the president of the United States. Interestingly. Yeah. What What was he doing back there? I don't know. He's like looking through yeah. his pockets. <laughs> watch, yeah, watch this again. Let's see it, because uh, and listen for the, who he's thanking. Uh-huh. The Department of Transportation. Nope, not. We'd that also pocket. like to thank that, Governor that Mike DeWine. There we go. The Ohio EPA, yeah. the Ohio EMA, what are you the doing? Department of Public Safety. <laughs> Is he looking for his and all script? of our state his note cards? Yeah, that have been with us since the beginning. Like, oh. Our village has faced many challenges, okay. but as a community, so he wasn't in the right pocket. We will not be now defined on the inside left. Single one. event. So now he's got to go in the our inside right. To it and our perseverance. <laughs> President Biden, close your mouth. Long-awaited visit to our village today allows us to focus your on the long things we agree awaited with. Acknowledging visit. this disaster should have wow. never happened. Address wow. the long-term health concerns and the economic growth of the village. That's fantastic. That is, uh, that, they could not have been pleased with that introduction. No way. Wow. Uh, yeah, and he's searching for his notes or whatever the whole time. <laughs> pathetic. It's just, he's absolutely pathetic. Uh, and he promptly <laughs> blew his nose <laughs> in front of everybody. Just included a briefing. Okay. Uh, he's good. Man of the people that he's Joe really Biden. good. He's really good. Uh, he had a written speech, and of course, couldn't get through it. On day, on, on, on day to breaks that meet higher safety standards. What? What? Um, day, um, day breaks and safety. Sta- what? <laughs> Are you saying? Let's hear that again. On day, on, on, on day to breaks that meet higher safety standards. Undated. Undated. Data? Breaks? Is there an expiration date on the breaks? Is that what happened? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. One more time. Let's see if we pay really close attention. Let's see if we can figure this out. uh, Undated breaks that meet higher safety standards. On data breaks that meet. No safety. You're gonna drive standards. yourself nuts trying to decipher whatever this old man's saying. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but he continued. Okay. And he got just got stronger as he went. Okay. Tragedy. Uh, but what's happening in the morning, the, the evening of, and the next day, and the weeks and following uh, is amazing. It's absolutely amazing what this community rose to. Right. You know, I I want to thank. Uh, the folks of East Palestine to know, I want them to understand that uh, mm. we're not going home uh-huh. no matter what till this job is done. <laughs> and it's not done yet. There's a lot more to do. Oh, my gosh. The vast majority has been done. Seriously? 
but we're going to stay to the very end. Every <laughs> need is met. Oh my goodness! And uh, I want to. We continue to hold oh. Norfolk Southern accountable. Uh -huh. Make sure they make uh, yeah, your community yeah. whole now and in the future. And what right. they do not make whole, what they cannot make whole, what isn't made, the government oh. will make whole. Okay. We have an obligation. Right. We have an obligation. Huh. I can already see this derail wow. won't define you. Won't it define. just uh, it defines you in a different way. <laughs> Woo! Wait, you powerful. just said it didn't define him, and then now you said it does define that's, them? That's powerful. Like, the very next sentence is... It does define you in a different way. <laughs> Wait, what? That's right up there with, uh, what do you think, FDR's uh, Pearl Harbor speech? Oh, yeah, easy. Right up there. Easily. The Gettysburg Address. The Bush on the 9-11 yeah. uh, rubble. Powerful. It's Powerful. right up there. And I love how he says, we're not going to leave until this is all taken care of. It took you over a year to get there. Is there anybody who has any confidence in anything he said? On Friday or Saturday or whatever it was, he finally showed up there. Is there anybody that buys into his BS? So, refresh my memory. I Way know too late. There was a train derailment. Yeah. There was a toxic chemical spill. Uh -huh. But wasn't it the government that said, burn the cars? Yes. That created the... Right? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know mm -hmm. there was a fire in of itself early on, but it seems like the disaster was made much, much worse by government decisions. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Got some memes, though, that explain this thing, because <sighs> there's a couple of terms that I think people are getting confused, like a train derailment. Okay, there okay, we go. There, the derailment is up at the top, uh -huh. and then the bottom of the picture is the train wreck. See the difference? There's a derailment. <laughs> yeah, I see. And underneath yeah. that is a train wreck. Yeah, if, if you're listening to the podcast... You see the derailment. The derailment of the train and itself then, uh, up top, and then Joe, Joe Biden, Biden is a part of the... Doing the speech underneath. <laughs> That's <laughs> so the train wreck. Good. Uh, That's funny. Funny people out there, That's man. funny. I love it. In fact, uh, here's a different angle oh. of Joe in East Palestine. Oh, cool. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> but... Go <laughs> yourself. Is that clear? Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> That's like Elon was speaking directly yeah. to Joe. Yeah. That's kind of fun. From the East Palestine That's, town square. That's fun. <laughs> speaking of this, did you see did you see the crowd react? We we mentioned the uh the sneaker con appearance by uh Donald Trump. When he got up, he received a really nice welcome, mostly. It was, I, I think there were a couple smatterings of booze, but mostly they were psyched to see him. And chants broke out about Joe Biden. One of them being <laughs> F Joe Biden. Only they were, they were actually chanting the actual word. Uh, so even at Speaker <laughs> Sneaker Con, uh, he found like-minded individuals and people who are just sick and tired of this president. Hmm. They did the they did the uh, let's go Brandon thing, but then they also did the f Joe Biden thing. Uh, the, wow! Yeah, so like the let's go Brandon is like the radio version, right? Okay. It's it's the safe version, <laughs> which is complicated as to where that came from. If you don't know the etymology of that particular phrase. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I don't know that we necessarily want to go there, but it involved a race car driver and people were doing the actual chant at the... <laughs> now I'm explaining it. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were doing the actual chant at the race, but the reporter who was interviewing a race car driver said, oh, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. Because I think mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. she was interviewing somebody named yeah. Brandon uh-huh. at the time. Yep. So he's chanting, let's go, Brandon. No, they were, no. They were chanting F no. Joe Biden. But then the let's go, Brandon became the substitute for F Joe Biden. I wonder how many people. Joe Brandon, I agree. Yeah, so yeah he right. agrees too. So, I mean, it worked out. <laughs> I wonder how many people aren't aware of, of where that came from. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they know, they know some, when they hear it yeah. what it's referring to. But uh, Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if you haven't followed it really closely, if you're not following the news every day, you might have missed that. Yeah. yeah it's, it's possible. It's possible. So now it's just been explained. And if you knew already, now I just reinforced it for you in your mind. <laughs> you remember the whole... Yeah. <laughs> the whole etymology. So I'm sure that there in East Palestine... The press finally had an opportunity to talk to Brandon uh, there at the scene of the crime. And so yeah, they probably they had wait. lots of questions to ask him. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Here's what happened. Mr. President, any press message to residents? It's time to leave. Any message to residents to question why it took a year? You were here to hear him speak, and now you're out. No questions. No, we're not doing questions. Just turned his back to him, and uh, that's it. <laughs> and the mayor still standing there by him, though. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> he met with a few locals where he apparently almost made out with the farmer. I don't know what this is, bro. Stop touching this guy. <laughs> so weird. Everybody Look at that guy, he's like, yeah, whatever, old man. Wow. <laughs> wow, talking about chickens. Chicken. Watch where your hand's going there, my friend. Would you? Would you please? Uh, just some weird stuff. He's a spooky guy. Oh, he's just so bizarre. Everything Creepy. he does is bizarre. From the fake jog to the hair sniffing to the feeling up guys and their biceps. I'm surprised we didn't get a... I, I am too. Ooh, he, he was not black, so he couldn't okay. have blocked for him, I guess. Because he only seems to do that with black guys. But boy, he, he really connected on the uh, chicken talk there while they were whispering. <laughs> <laughs> the four, chicken four billion dollar industries chickens right and, and the guy the guy standing was like like uh, like you're like you're trying to get grandpa just to like feel important like mm, oh okay chicken mm, time all right all right and he talked with some firefighters and was incoherent as usual you want to say hello to the press and we're gonna... Whoa. you can smile guys come on doing well hey you know the little expression uh, what? So God made man and he made a few firecrackers. Wow. Again, thinking he's charming everybody. Yeah. And nobody has, first of all, any clue as to what he's saying. Yeah. Secondly, it's not funny even if they know what he's saying. It's not charming. It's not funny. It's not witty. It's nothing. I think I know what happened. I think I know what happened. Okay. Paul Harvey. God made a farmer. Mm-hmm. All right. He just met the guy who introduced himself as a farmer. That triggered it in the old man's brain. So when he turns around and he gets done feeling up the farmer guy, 
first of all, play this again. You can kill the sound on this, Daniel. Play this again. He's shocked. Like, the press has been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and play it, Joe. He sees, he's like, whoa, oh, hey, where'd you guys come from? And then he turns around. Now you can pop this back up. And he's like, you know the old expression? God made man, then he made a few firefighters. God made man, then he made a few oh. firefighters. What? Oh, right. No, right. come on. Never heard that expression. <laughs> Stop it. No. You got triggered. You heard Paul Harvey in your head on the farmer thing when the. I think so. Oh, no, I think you're probably right. This guy is. His brain probably is right. just not there, man. Mm. He also met with uh, some locals where he kept referring to Ohio State University as the Ohio University. <laughs> I mean, they do call Ohio State right, right. the Ohio State, but yes. the state part is really important. Pretty important, there. yep. But here he is. It's growing I it up. I grew up here in Columbiana County. Went to Ohio University and stayed here to practice. Is that right? The Ohio University. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's not right. I my... No. And the oh. vice presidency of a lot of folks who went to for, from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh. And the big fight was did you go to Ohio State or right. the Ohio <laughs> University? Mm-hmm. You know where I stand. Wow. The Ohio wow. University. Twice. He said it twice. And she said the first time, that's right. No, that's not right. He didn't get it right. <laughs> oh, man. Girl. Ugh. He's agonizing. Nidalee Start Lions. to finish. <laughs> and the Miami Heats. Yeah. I'm... And now it's the Ohio University. Go Bobcats. Good. The That's great. Ohio Bobcats. Right. To you, sir. Right. right. <laughs> More Pat Gray Unleashed oh. coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Got some tweets here. Devin Crossley tweets. Biden thinks he's in Gaza, not Ohio. (laughs) I know. He said uh, they're there until the job is done. He doesn't know what Palestine, Palestine, he's in. Uh, That's sadly true, I'm sure. Uh, Surprised he didn't talk about Netanyahu while he was there. (laughs) Uh, Also from Linda Rose, Biden has the attention span of a three-year-old in church. Mm -hmm. At best. Yeah. At the very best. And at least when when a three-year-old does something wrong, misbehaves, there are consequences. Yeah. Whereas not so much. Not so much with, with this guy. Show. Sarah the Roma, Biden's looking for his Werther's original. <laughs> yeah. So when he was done in East Palestine, he flew off to Delaware uh, for more time at his beach house in Rehoboth, which is great because he was just whining and complaining about about Congress. <laughs> Going on vacation for two weeks. Two weeks, and then he promptly went on vacation. Because I mean, it's been what oh. three or four days Hours. since oh. his last vacation. I think it's yeah. I think it's been he put in a full oh my what day or two last week. Uh, literally, his schedule was completely yeah clean. It was almost non-existent, and they would never explain why or what he was actually doing. If okay. You just didn't fill out his schedule. What is he actually doing? And we didn't see him for days. Incredible. Yep. So he's at his beach house, and he again had a message for Congress. The idea that we're going to walk away from Ukraine, the idea that we're going to let NATO begin to split 
is totally against the interests of the United States of America, and it is no. against our word we've given so since Truman, since all the way back to Eisenhower. So it's about time we make sure that Congress come home and pass the legislation funding NATO. It's critical. Wait, what? Mm. Hold on. Hold on a second, bro. This legislation isn't to fund NATO. Right. Exactly right. You moron. Yeah. Ukraine's not... He thinks Ukraine is a NATO is a NATO country. Uh, His brain can't They're not. It. He can't. It can't. It, nope. Oh, my That's gosh. Right. Bro. Yep. I mean, then you might think, well, maybe he's referring to Israel because, yeah, they're not a NATO country either. Well, what about uh, Taiwan's totally Taiwan? NATO. Totally NATO. Not a NATO country either. N- none of the three are NATO countries. So this has nothing to do whatsoever with NATO. Nothing. And again, he's standing there babbling about how bad Congress is. He doesn't even know what the money's for. <laughs> Jeez. It just. It's incredible. It's incredible. But his brain cannot handle. He's like, I know I'm supposed to say something about mm. Trump and NATO mm-hmm. funding and something. Yep. And I'm talking to the press here. And it conflates and in his mind. Just... And he has no idea what he's talking about. None. Mm. Mm. Let's just give $115 billion to whoever for whatever. Let's not even worry about it. Just give it all out. Who cares? What's $115 billion among friends? Hmm? Nothing. It's nothing to us. It's not even a trillion. I don't even pay attention. I don't even wake up in the morning for less than a trillion dollars. <laughs> Sadly, that's where we're at. That's where we are. It really is. Back in D.C., there's still a lot of politicians defending Joe. Maryland's Democrat Senator Chris Van Hollen is continuing that lie about the special counsel's report and how Joe couldn't remember when his son Bo died. Here's what he had Absolutely to outrageous to question the president's. <laughs> Don't cry, bro. Is he going to cry? Seriously? Experience in the what? death of his son. That was just totally out of bounds. Is, I don't no, have no, any no, other. That's not what happened, douchebag. You guys can keep doing this all day, and they will, but that's not how it happened. They got nothing, man. He's the one that brought up Bo. He's the one that couldn't remember when Bo died. The special prosecutor just talked about that in relation to how bad this guy's memory is. He's compromised. And how, what, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to use the ammunition he gave you to make your decision? Well, of course you're going to. Sorry, I'm sorry his son died. But he doesn't even know when that happened. Is that not a problem? It's something he talks about all the time. And he can't tell you what year it was. Can't even tell you the year. They're, they're just they're upset that mm. uh, he that her didn't uh, omit that from the report. Right. It's like, hey, guys, yeah, come on. I wink, guess. wink. Don't you understand? I mean, you don't embarrass the president of the United States like that. Uh, you don't have to put everything in the report. Well, we do. Since we're ruling on uh, his competence for trial. Remember now. Exactly. Competent enough mm-hmm. to be president. Right, but, but not, not, to stand trial. not to stand trial. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Poll after poll shows that Donald Trump is beating Biden in key states. So the left starting to get a little nervous, a little bit edgy. Even after the $350 million judgment or however much it was, (laughs) 
in the New York State uh, realty case against Trump, the left is nervous. Here's Stephen Colbert. I know, I know how numb we've become, but it's not normal. Look at this guy. No other candidate for the presidency has ever had to pause his campaign to defend himself in multiple courts. Look at this and guy. I would like to point out that in all seven of his cases, no one, no one doubts that he did these things. We're just sitting around <laughs> patiently waiting to find out if the wheels of justice will grind fast enough for there to be any consequences. And the media is covering it like it's any other political story, like it's all horse race. Wow. Wow, He's that's so much comedy. Hysterical, very funny stuff, oh. though, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Thanks for making me laugh. That's a good one, Steven. A comedy show. They're just shills. They're shills oh. for this administration. Man, that's really something. That now that right there is Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full blown case of it. And there's so many trials because of that. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's evidence to get him on any of this stuff. I mean, how many, seriously, even if he did exaggerate his his wealth, is there any billionaire who doesn't? Maybe Elon Musk. I don't know. He doesn't like to brag about that, it seems like. Uh, but almost everybody exaggerates their wealth. I mean, you do that all the time when you're renegotiating contracts or you're negotiating with another entity uh, for a job. How much do you make? Well, I make... I mean, you always inflate that by 30%, (laughs) right? Yeah. Because you're trying to get more money out of it. Uh, How much do you make? You know what? Why don't you ask the IRS? All right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's just... uh, Did it... Did the fraud hurt anybody? Did any bank go out of business because of it? Was there... Anybody who uh, has a grievance against him as a result of him saying he's worth three point six billion, if he's not, oh, you know, you I don't know. Talk about did uh, did it hurt anybody? Anybody go out of business? You know, somebody who did go out of business were these uh, rural hospitals that Joe Biden's brother attached oh Joe Biden's gosh, name yes. to. It's like, yeah, yeah, look at my connections, wink, wink. I could totally help right. you out here again. What kind of consequence? That's the guy who needs to be on trial in courtroom after courtroom is Joseph Robinette Biden. Yeah, and his brother, James. And his brother and his son. Makes me think of that song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and your mom and your sister. Yeah, everybody everybody that has a Biden last your name. Broke-ass car, that crap you call art. Uh, wait, hold on. That actually works. Yeah. His stupid car right. that he loves right. that sits next to the yes. files in the garage. Yes. And that Hunter Biden art. I think that's... A, Might be a song. I think it was written about Joe Biden. <laughs> I think that chick, uh, whatever her name is, wrote that about Joe Biden. You may be right. Ah, man. The left has a plan for November, though. And Hollywood actor Rob Reiner spelled it out for us. And and uh, the moral majority and and all of that, culminating in January sixth. And what a lot of people don't know is that January sixth was basic the moral majority. Well, he was talking about like elections. a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because <laughs> the moral majority. I, I don't know. The clip picked up early. Hasn't really been a thing for a time. But yeah, all right, yeah. let's see the rest. We're of gonna this. get uh, Tammy mm. Faye up there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. Was basically. The foundation of it was Christian nationalism oh, that drove oh, okay. uh, th- that movement. Oh. And so, so it's, a it's a danger. It's a danger. And Trump has grabbed a hold of it. 
He's given it a voice and put it on steroids, right. and we saw what can happen. The, these are people that believe my way or the highway. They believe that there's no separation of church and state. They believe that the America was a, a should be a white Christian nation. No. Nobody else should be allowed to, oh, uh, uh, you up. know, to to challenge that, and that's what it's going to be. And they'll do anything, even resort to violence, in order to get their way. We saw it happen oh on January 6th, <laughs> and I fear uh -huh. that if Trump gets uh, elected again, we're going to be in a, a worse <laughs> position than we have been. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. So Christian's bad. Yep. Yep. Uh, Christian nationalism, that's J6, that's Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the one example they ever have had with the right. It is the one example, and I wish we had never given them that example. But And even at that, are. it was a complete yes. setup by the federal government itself. But anyway. But uh, they have that now forever, and they're going to beat that drum uh, uh, until the drum breaks. It's it, it's uh, it's a tough one because that's all they've got. That's it. And this Christian nationalism thing. Yep. Wow. That's all you're going to hear about now from here to yep. November. They're trying to scare you with that. Like it's some kind of crusade. Like it's some sort of violent movement. Right. And, and I saw that clip from Rob Reiner, and uh, I appreciated the analysis from James Lindsay. Uh, commented on this after that, and uh, I think he is spot mm. on as to what lays ahead for us in this nation. And the goals, I think, are one, to scare center-left voters into thinking there's this gigantic monster out there that's mm -hmm. going to take over and destroy the country and force them all to live in a theocracy. Right. Just get them to vote against MAGA, basically. They're tying Trump mm -hmm. directly into this. They're tying MAGA mm -hmm. directly into this. But the main thing that they're doing is tying it not just to resistance against COVID, but as you saw in Reiner's clip there, featuring the one and only David French and also a name you probably <laughs> never had mentioned on your show, Russell Moore, that every evangelical is going to recognize what the heck's that guy doing here uh, in, a, in a Rob Reiner documentary. What, what's going on there is they're tying it to January 6th, an insurrection. They mm -hmm. want the idea that independent Christianity is a hotbed of domestic extremism so that they mm -hmm. can get around 1A, create a registered church like in the USSR, in addition to mm -hmm. scaring center-left voters. What that would look like is that they put various pressures within the context of 1A, FBI agents sitting in churches, writing reports, tax uh you know, using the IRS to, to leverage the church in different ways if it's independent. But if they get on board with one of these captured conventions, like the one that Russell Moore is a part of, mm -hmm. for example, then they can get a pass. So there creates mm -hmm. a pressure pump for churches to join conventions, no independent Christianity, no independent belief any longer. And what you end up with is a 1A compliant registered church like the Soviet Union allowed it. The Soviet Union didn't crush Christianity. It crushed independent Christianity. It crushed religious liberty. And it did propagandist uh, Christianity through the registered church. You heard the, mm. the, the shift. What Christianity is really about uh -huh. at best is love. They're twisting Christian values to get them to adopt uh, left-wing and democratic policy positions. Yeah. Wow. That's nicely put. Spot on, man. Yeah. Really good. Well, buckle up. It's going to get gonna get ugly. more fun for Yeah, us. it's going to get really ugly now. Because he's ahead in the polls. And as we mentioned, they're freaked out over it. And so they're going to do everything they can. They're going to pour all kinds of gasoline on this fire and and see if they can get him put in prison and see if they can shame people out of supporting him. Uh, 
Did you see where the Biden administration has provided Nikki Haley with Secret Service protection? Yeah. But not but not Robert uh, Kennedy, right. who's got much better poll numbers Jeez. than Nikki Haley ever will. Yeah, and he's a Kennedy. <laughs> you know, there's some precedent huh. for maybe, I don't know, uh, protecting a Kennedy. It's asinine. It's, <sighs> it's uh, sure is. so irresponsible. So out of control. Uh, if we replace Joe Biden with Donald Trump, we're going to miss out on some superstars of the administration, like Admiral Rachel Levine. Oh, what's old you Dick know? Levine doing? She had some words about climate change and blacks. Uh, here's a really important, uh, important message okay. from her, him, okay. him, her. Him. She, Hello, them. I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Okay. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the uh -huh. physical and mental health of black communities. Wow. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility hmm. to climate-related health issues. What? And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Uh -huh. Through our Office of Climate Change Hold and on. Health Equity, and the Office of oh. Environmental Justice, we're Listen working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address the health consequences linked to climate change. Visit oh. hhs.gov oh. for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS Ooh. leader on how you can contribute to mm. advancing better health to black wait. communities. You need some post-it notes to write yeah, down yeah, a yeah, reminder? Yeah. Visit hhs.gov. Oh, shut up. We got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I should have had that because I wanted to get that down. HHS. Doesn't look like you're really writing, something. though. It looks yeah. like why well, you use like a huh. doodle or something. No, no. I, no, I was getting that down. It's Thursday. Uh, yeah, Thursday. More, more funds going to drop. He Thursday. said, okay. Wait, Thursday. hold on a second. I got some questions. What were those two bullcrap offices that are just sucking away tax dollars? Did you hear that? What were the Office mm. of Inclusion? These were these were Biden creations here. Oh. Report feeling anxious about climate change. Oh, oh, hold on. Pause it there. Are they going to the hood and they're like, hey, so what are you guys... Do you feel anxious yeah. about climate change? Yes. <laughs> wow. I, Is that be because like, you live in a black area? Yes. All right, we got you down. I'm, I'm nervous about the climate down here in the hood. <laughs> it's what so the weird. Hell? Shut up. That is so weird. Are there separate environments? Yes. In yep. the hood. Yep. Than in the rest of the city. Well, see, and we don't know that for a fact. We have to take her his word for it. Uh huh. Because you know we won't go down there to find out for ourselves. No, right. How drastically different right. the weather is. <laughs> Please. It's completely different, though. You know that. <laughs> what were these offices, though, that he was talking about? What were these? Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity. Oh, and the Office of Environmental Justice. We're working environmental with environmental justice and leaders. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna go vomit. Wow. Yeah. How much do you make uh, running yes. those departments? I wonder. Yeah, probably. You know, it's over a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know that all those government positions are. Wow, <laughs> that's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, is it hotter in the black and Hispanic areas than it is in the white areas? Well, and the storms are worse. And the storms are worse. Like, like when you okay, go so down, there's more flooding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you go like in Dallas, for example, mm -hmm. during a storm, okay, it's much <laughs> is it really much worse? Okay, wow. Yeah. So like hurricane force winds, whereas yep. out in the burbs, mm -hmm. 
It's calm yeah. and peaceful Because even Mother Nature is a racist. Yeah, right. Right. All right. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. With some tweets for you. Uh, Carl Smith tweets, Did I miss the part of Joe's East Palestine speech where he told of Bo's death from the toxic chemicals released from a similar derailment while he was fighting in Iraq? <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't hear that or <coughs> the kitchen fire. We didn't get uh, the kitchen we, fire. We predicted that, right? Ah, oh, darn it. Uh, Holy Smoke 1776, since Biden is so concerned with Ukraine's war efforts. Who's been held? Who's been held accountable in Ukraine for the forty million disappearing a few weeks back? Yeah, forty million dollars. Ah, nobody's being held accountable. Why would you do that? It's not even a billion yet. Uh, frugal Feth. Fr- oh, I'm sorry, frugal father. Uh, no one corrects Biden because it feels like correcting your great great grandfather. Just smile and nod. Great, great. Uncontested, uncontested too. It ultimately doesn't matter what the money is for. In any bill they pass, it all ends up laundered and in their own pockets. Yeah, a uh, good portion of it for sure. Sarah the Band, uh, Colbert is as unhinged as Olbermann. Mm-hmm. DMX DM, the same folks who created billions of non-existent jobs shouldn't be the arbiters of inflated numbers. <laughs> Hoggasm uh, tweets, Try to borrow $5,000, and the bank requires proof of collateral. Does anyone believe that for the amount of money that Trump is asking to borrow, the bank did not do its due diligence with him? Right. That's a good point. From Mark Moderman, Hey, Meathead, the only separation our founding fathers wanted was not to keep God out of government, but to keep the government out of the churches. Exactly right. That's (laughs) so true. put a... Spot in there for the Pat screen. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Fake uh, Tyler Morgan. I'm not the. I'm not a black person, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't want some fat, crazy white guy in a dress speaking out about my community's health. I know. Uh, <laughs> Sons of Thunder, 43. Now climate is racist. Climate change equals hate crime. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, here we are, February 19th. It is uh, President's Day. And as usual on President's Day, there is a ranking of the greatest presidents of all time, hmm. one through 45. Um, so these are the official results of this particular. This is the Greatness Project. Greatness Project Expert Survey. So the primary purpose of this. Scholars. Was to create a ranking of presidential greatness that covered all presidents from George Washington to Joe Biden to do this. <clears throat> We asked respondents to rate each president on a scale of 0 to 100 for their overall greatness, with 0 equaling failure, 50 average, and 100 great. We then averaged the ratings for each president and ranked them from highest average to lowest. Okay, so they asked 525 academics and social science experts, right? And Mm -hmm. only 154 usable responses were received. Oh, wow. So 29% of the Jeez. scholars that they approached even bothered to participate. So this is this is the opinion of 154 academic elites. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know it's going to be 
skewed stupidly. Uh, there's <laughs> definitely. Although at the top, and you can make a really good case for this, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. I love Lincoln. Um, <laughs> at number two, not so much. FDR. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Number two on the list. Number two. That is incredible. The guy is responsible for elongating the Great Depression uh, from uh, like a year all the in the rest of the world to 12 years here. It took all the way to World War II and ramping up production to pull us out of that mess. And it was because of his policies. This guy was a nightmare. Yeah, this this list right a out dictatorial of the nightmare is a mess. It is. This whole thing. At number three, George Washington, for my money, the greatest president of all time. Um, then you've got Teddy Roosevelt. So both Roosevelts make the top four. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, number five. Wow, I'm surprised that yeah. they rank Jefferson that high. I am too. These elites. Number six, <laughs> Harry S. Truman. Number six? I mean, he was okay, but the sixth best president? That is interesting, though. Come on. Because, wow. Think about the the <laughs> how education is so entrenched with far left think. Yeah. And this guy dropped a couple of bombs. Right. That's true. That they're constantly saying, he didn't have to do that. I'm mm -hmm. surprised that they yeah, put, put him up yeah. at six. Uh, number seven, rising nine spots since the last time we heard him, uh, Barack Obama at number seven. <laughs> number seven. Wow. He'll be no Mark my words. You do the survey 10 years from now, Obama will be number one. Number one. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he probably will. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, number eight. Followed by, this is incredible, a top 10 president at number nine, LBJ. <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson, <laughs> number nine. Uh, he's at least 44. Thank you. If not 45. Thank you. John F. Kennedy, number 10. You know, he was in office for such a short time. I, I, I think he's a little bit overrated, but, you know, I don't have too much, uh, too much problem with him being at 10. Um, I, do have him, I do have a problem with him being ahead of James Madison at number 11. Bill Clinton checks at number, number 12. Now, when he ended his presidency, he was well below that. So as time has gone on, I think people have gotten more friendly toward him. Um, although this says he's down four places since the 2015 to 2024 ranking. John Adams at number 13, followed by Joe Robinette Biden at number 14. Are you... For real? How long is the delay today? Uh, Shut up. That is unbelievable. Joe Biden, 14th greatest president of all time. No. Mm, no. He wouldn't be 14th in my rankings if there were 13 presidents. No. Put him way, 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 way down. Way, way down. I mean, can you go to 50? Because, yeah. Yeah. I used to be that. 50th. Yeah, pencil him in. No, and he's followed by another. Just uh, these are just outrageous. Woodrow Wilson, number fifteen. Woodrow stinking Wilson, number fifteen. Mm -hmm. You know how we feel about him. <laughs> uh, Ronald Reagan at number six, clear down at sixteenth. Wow, that's that's not good. He's down seven from the last time they did this. What happened there? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant is actually up nine positions. Uh, Grant, yeah, okay. You know, there's uh, he's gotten a bad shake, I think, from, from some historians. Uh, then you've got Monroe at 18. <clears throat> George H.W. Bush at 19. Huh. John Quincy Adams at 20. Andrew Jackson, 21. Who are these people? <laughs> Jimmy Carter at 22. It's incredible. Wow. Okay. Then you've got Taft, McKinley, Polk. James K. Polk, mm-hmm. top 25. Yeah, all right. Maybe we should bring back James K. Polk Tuesdays. <laughs> Grover Cleveland. Uh, then you've got uh, Ford, Van Buren. What the hell? Jeez. All right, this is really starting to piss me off. Rutherford B. Hayes, mm-hmm. Garfield, Harrison, George W. Bush, number 32. <laughs> I mean, he's not my favorite president of all time, uh-huh. but he's not cleared out at 32. Uh, Arthur, that nobody knows about. Wait, <laughs> President Arthur? <laughs> and look at there. Number <laughs> Calvin Coolidge at number 34. 30 freaking four. Absolutely a top. Three, definitely top five uh, president of all time. Who? Are They've these got him people? at thirty fourth. Who are these people? I don't know. Nixon, thirty five. <laughs> oh, oh! Congratulations, Cal. You mm-hmm. got above of Tricky Dick. <laughs> <sighs> Hoover at thirty six. Tyler, Taylor, <laughs> Millard, Fillmore. Yeah. Warren G. Harding, Benjamin Harrison, Franklin D. Pierce. Johnson, the other Johnson, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Buchanan, who normally oh. pulls up the rear in all of these, he sneaked into number forty-four. Yeah. He wasn't even the the worst because that was reserved for oh. at number forty-five. Oh. Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump, forty-fifth <laughs> best according to these. Oh my gosh! Educators. Huh. His average. You know, okay, so at number one, the average for Lincoln was 93.87. Yeah, so. the way they did this, it's a weird scoring system. You rank them either six, uh, zero points, 50 points, or 100. So, like, they were bad mm-hmm. at something, good at something, or great at something. And he averaged 93.87. Trump, 10.92. <sighs> wow, I'm surprised they didn't show more Holy love for God. the first gay president, James Buchanan. Yeah, I know. Coming in at 44th. <laughs> And then they break this down. This is a this is kind of fun. Um, mm. If you keep flipping through here, you get to the uh, oh the next president on Mount Rushmore. Oh, this is kind of fun. So obviously you've got uh, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. And who do you think these elites said should be the fifth one to add there? Mm, probably Obama. Uh, close. Franklin Roosevelt comes in first oh, okay, uh, yeah. by a wide margin at 65.4%. Then it's Barack Obama, second, uh, who should be added to Mount Rushmore, 11%. And then a three-way tie between uh, Dwight Eisenhower, James Madison, and John F. Kennedy, 4% each. Jeez. So uh, there you go. Who, uh, mm. man, you know what? Who would you put as the uh, Mount Rushmore? Obviously, mm. you would do Washington. Mm-hmm. You would do He's, Lincoln. Yes. yes. Coolidge. Coolidge would be a, mm-hmm. not a bad choice, what actually. About, did you do Reagan? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. He'd be a consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Coolidge is a really good one. Yeah. Um, You know, Madison, the guy who mostly wrote the U.S. Constitution, probably deserves a spot somewhere. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. You know who else doesn't, doesn't get enough credit is... 
George Mason. But if we're only doing mm, presidents. Yeah, right. And uh, apparently we are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so who would be your four the worst presidents, like the bad Mount Rushmore of presidents? Because I just scribbled down four names for me. Okay. Uh, at the very let's bottom see they, let's see is match up. Joe Biden. Okay, yep. Very bottom. Check. Then you got to go uh, LBJ. Check. Then I'm going to say... Uh, boy, it's tough between Roosevelt and uh, Carter. Hmm. I'm going to say Roosevelt did more damage. You can do Roosevelt. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama. All right, so three mm-hmm. of the four. Um, you and I only differ uh, on Roosevelt, who, yes, absolutely sucked. Who'd you pick uh, instead? Uh, Woodrow Wilson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, so. Wilson's a good choice. That's that's a yeah. tough one between the two of them. But congratulations. In my world, uh, <clears throat> Jimmy Carter, uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Jackson, and Bill Clinton missed the uh, missed the cut. Yeah. It's amazing what uh, yeah what, what some, time some and real really bad presidents will sucky do. Sucky presidents will do to yeah. your list there. Uh, <laughs> And, and then I don't know if you want to do this later, but I do like this um, where they have the most polarizing, mo- uh, least polarizing. Yeah, I do most like that too. Underrated and overrated. Yeah, we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. But uh, first, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, the next time you have to take a flight somewhere, somewhere you're not going to build your own aircraft, right? Uh, and try to fly it. Some things are better left to the experts, like realtors uh, and the housing market and buying and selling your home. It's a really stressful time. It's a huge investment, and you need somebody who knows the ropes, who knows how to market your house, who knows what buyers are looking for. Uh, and conversely, when when you're looking to buy a home, they know how to get the most home for your money and where you want to live. I mean, that's really important. Location is huge. What school districts are choice You know, all of those things, low crime areas, you need to turn to your realtor, especially if you're moving into a new area, you're relocating. That's why Glenn started this company uh, a decade or so ago, because he dealt with all the hassles that come with trying to buy and sell a home, and he didn't want you to have to experience the same things that he did. Real Estate Agents I Trust, the name really says it all. They're realtors you could trust, they're realtors who are successful in your area, and they're fans of the show, so you're going to have things in common with them. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. On this President's Day 2024, talking about uh, this survey of the best presidents and the worst presidents of all time. Uh, best president, according to this particular survey, Abraham Lincoln. Followed by FDR at number two, Washington third, Teddy Roosevelt number four, and Thomas Jefferson rounding out the top five. But who were the most and least polarizing presidents? This probably won't surprise you an awful lot. Uh, (laughs) But these particular experts believe Donald Trump was the most polarizing president in U.S. history uh, by a wide margin. Yeah. uh, By a lot. Followed by Andrew Jackson, Barack Obama, Ronald Reagan, and Richard Nixon. Boy. And then it's what? George W. Bush. So that means five out of the top six are just, uh, you know, in the recent era, if you want to include Nixon. Mm -hmm. Tells you a lot about how this country's rocking and rolling, huh? It does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, The least polarizing presidents, 
George Washington at number one by a lot. Uh, then Dwight Eisenhower, followed by Lincoln. <laughs> really? It's an interesting choice. Abraham Lincoln, who um, who was in charge during the Civil War. You would think that was maybe a little polarizing. I don't uh, know. Yeah, sure is. You would have thought he might have made the other list, but no. Sure would. No, it, uh, he didn't. He made the <clears throat> least polarizing. Man, he was not unpolarizing during his time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. You either loved him or you hated his guts. I mean, presidents that start wars against their people, mm-hmm. you know, you think might... Uh, mm, might cause a little yeah contention, perhaps. Uh, Harry Truman uh, is, the, is next in line, number four least. in least polarizing. Interesting. FDR makes that list. JFK, James Monroe, and then you've got Ford... The other Roosevelt, Teddy, Harrison, and Carter. Jeez, wow. Okay, so okay. how is Biden on the uh, two, four, six? He's only eighth and the most polarizing. I-, I think a case could mm. be made. He's the most polarizing president in American history. Yeah, you absolutely could make that case. <sighs> we we make that case every day, pretty much. Wow. Uh, I like the list, too, of most overrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kennedy. Comes in number one and most overrated. I mean, he he was in there such a short time, but man, people uh, people love him now. And as you look back, I th- I think a lot of that is is the sympathy vote in part. Uh, Reagan is number two for most overrated. Okay. Andrew Jackson, uh, he couldn't be overrated in my eyes. He's so bad. <laughs> Neither could uh, Woodrow Wilson, who's number five here, followed by Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, Trump, and, and George Washington. Wow. Wow. Overrated. George Washington. Yeah. How's that make you feel? Uh, it uh, pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's there's the whole, why is a slave owner thing? And then you just can't even argue with people on that stuff. Well, so. the underrated presidents. Um how how is okay Jimmy Carter really the most underrated, underrated. president of all time? Mm, no, what is that? it's it's really hard to underrate him too. <laughs> Grant, people just think I, about him building houses. That's all they do. I know they don't think about yeah. anything about uh, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, they don't think about uh, inflation. They don't think, oh my gosh. Like, think about Iran, joblessness. Right, they, they unemployment just was don't through the roof. Even think about it. Grant, though, I think qualifies as underrated. Um, H.W. Bush, eh. Eisenhower, pretty good president. LBJ. Underrated. Impossible to underrate him. Impossible. Biden, too. Oh, my gosh. He's next. And Truman, James K. Polk, John Adams. Uh, Wow. Ford, John Quincy Adams, Obama, Nixon, and Taft. Mm. No Calvin Coolidge, I see. No Calvin Coolidge. So 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 here's okay. What did uh, I say? He's got to be our most underrated. He's got to be absolutely. So okay, where did we have? Uh, they have Obama seventh, and mm-hmm. I said within ten years Obama will be number one on this list. Yes, uh, he will at least be. I'm going to hedge a little bit. He'll at least be top two. Uh, they probably won't uh, let him pass Lincoln. However. Keep that in mind. He's seven already, mm-hmm. and they're saying he's one of the most underrated. 
So there's room for him to go up in their eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he went up nine nine spots last time. So <sighs> he's skyrocketing right now. Stupid. He went up the most of anybody. I think some one other one other went up nine points. I forget who, but uh, yeah, people are starting to think. <laughs> I can tell oh, you. he was great. I can I can look into that, but I threw my list across the room, so yeah, I'm not able to. That. I know not able that. to look that up for now. You. It's just too far away from either Sorry. one of us. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I tell you, man, crazy. this is uh, in this. I was going to say it's a revisionist history, but really, the, these these academics. This is how they believe. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. And and these lists will be referenced going forward by people. They'll go and no they'll say, about "Well, it. look what look what the uh, the bigwigs in uh, the fields of education and yeah, political science." Yeah, these are science. the experts. Yeah, these the experts. are the ones who have studied it. They know. Oh, do they? <laughs> do they? Oh boy, not good. These are people teaching your kids. Uh-huh. These are people you pay thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. Kids yeah. go into debt to learn from these people, and this is how they think. It's nuts. It's terrifying. It's nuts. And you wonder why kids are so screwed up. You wonder why policy and and, and politicians today are so screwed up. It's because mm-hmm. they're learning from these kind of political science bigwigs. When you already have Joe Biden at 14 mm-hmm. on the list of best presidents ever, <laughs> something's radically wrong. What has he done that's positive? She's got a story about uh, how he screwed up Afghanistan and the withdrawal and against all the advice from everybody around him. He still went ahead with that sloppy pullout of Afghanistan that cost us dearly in lives and treasure and the return of Al-Qaeda to Afghanistan. Been reading about that? Uh, apparently, Al-Qaeda is making quite a comeback in Afghanistan right now. So we've got that going for us, too. Yeah, but we have the 14th greatest president of all time on the case. Can you imagine <laughs> right. if we had the worst president of all time on the case uh, as as ranked there, Donald Trump? What if he mm. were still running this? Can you imagine how bad it is now? Just imagine how much worse it would be. <laughs> uh, that's seriously how the people that put together yeah. that survey think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, U.S. Attorney General under Donald Trump was asked about who he's going to vote for because he's been very critical of Donald Trump since, you know, that administration ended. And uh, and so they asked him, well, who are you going to vote for? You gonna Would you vote for Trump or would you vote for Biden? And this is kind of interesting. He said, well, voting for Trump is playing Russian roulette with the country. But voting for Biden is outright national suicide. (laughs) So at least he got that part right. At least he got that part right. He did. Uh, And (sighs) to his credit, you know, I guess uh, he can't he can't see his way to voting for uh, Joe Biden. Which is, if you're going to be honest, that's what that's what everybody's opinion should be. You can't vote for this guy. Even if you like what he's done, you see the disintegration of his mental uh, health, and you can't think that he can get through another four years. Right? <laughs> another four minutes, bro. Jeez. I, oh, I mean, it's it's amazing the people that are like, well, he's fine. He's doing better than Trump is. Are you kidding me? 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. More coming up in just a minute.
This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Something slightly more exciting than a President's Day white sale uh, where you save on sheets and pillowcases and things. We got a President's Day sale at Kexi.com for the most delicious cookies on earth. A couple of reviews uh, from people who have tasted these delicious cookies. Uh, This one, the best cookies I have ever eaten. My family loves these cookies. There's this one. The cookie flavors are creative and extremely delicious. Highly recommend. (laughs) And uh, these are the best cookies on earth. Every time they introduce a new cookie, it becomes my favorite. Yeah, that happens to me too. Uh, We've got the, uh, the hot chocolate one is back on the list. And right now, today and today only for President's Day, you can get 15% off. 15% 15% off today at Kexi.com, K-E-K-S-I.com. So if you had to rank Kexi cookies, mm-hmm. right, top three, mm. okay. would you I'm be gonna, able to do that? I'm going to do the, the hot chocolate, number one, my favorite. Uh, then I think the sugar lemon cookie would be number two. Okay. And uh, uh, it's really tough mm-hmm. on the third. Mm-hmm. It's really tough. Maybe just the, uh, maybe just the, your basic original uh, uh, chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Well, be he's third. going old school. Yeah. Okay. Or the Texas sheet cake. Oh no, no, no. See, you got to <laughs> Cool. It's hard. It's hard. And how long is that? Fifteen percent off. Uh, today. Oh, today wow. and today only. Today. Yeah. So, uh, get there quickly mm. if you want to take advantage of that. Uh, all right. We have this. Uh, this black tenured Harvard professor, Dr. Roland Fryer, mm-hmm. had his career destroyed by Claudine Gay for oh. publishing a detailed study showing uh, racial bias in police shootings. Yeah, so he wanted to, uh, and he explains this, but he wanted to uh, look into this. You know, are, are black people disproportionately shot by cops especially white cops right right Right. and and so he is a black professor and this is fascinating stuff right here okay i collected a lot of data we collected millions of observations on uh everyday use of force that wasn't lethal we collected thousands of observations on lethal force and and it was in this moment 2016 that i realized people lose their minds when they don't like the result So what my paper showed, you'll see tomorrow, uh, like some of you, uh, was that, yes, we saw some bias in the low-level uses of force every day pushing up against cars and things like that. People seem to like that result. But we didn't find any um, uh, racial bias in police shootings. Now, that was really surprising to me because I expected to see it. The little-known fact is I had eight full-time RAs that it took to do this over nearly a year. When I found the surprising result, I hired eight fresh ones and redid it Mm. to make sure. They came up with the same exact answer and I thought it was robust and then I went to Mm. go give it and my God, all hell broke loose. It was a 104 page dense academic economics paper with a 150 page appendix, okay? It was posted for four minutes when I got my first email. This is full of shit. Doesn't make any sense. And I wrote back, how'd you read it that fast? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you are a genius. And 
I had colleagues take me into to the side and say, don't publish this. You'll ruin your career. Jeez. Mm. For I said, what truth. are you talking about? I said, what's wrong with it? Do you believe the first part? Yes. Do you believe the second part? Well, it's the issue is they just don't fit together. We like the first one, but you should publish the, note, the second one another time. I said, let me ask this. If the second part about the police shootings, this is a literal conversation. I said to them, if the second part uh, showed bias, do you think I would, should publish it then? And they said, yeah, then it would make sense. And I said, I guarantee you I'll publish it. We'll see what happens. So it was, it was you know, I, I lived mm -hmm. under, under um, police protection for about 30 or 40 days. Wow. I had a seven-day-old daughter at the time. I remember going and shopping for it because, you know, when you have a newborn, you think you have enough diapers. You don't. So I, I was going to the grocery store to get diapers with the armed guard. It was crazy. It was really, truly crazy. Wow. Wow. Jeez. People don't like the truth. <laughs> don't tell the truth. I, they I, won't accept the truth. That's all he did was present facts. Yeah. That'll get you in trouble. That's what he found. And... So if you don't like it, tough. If you don't like it, don't print it, don't publish it. We should hide the truth if the truth yes. comes out to be something you don't like. Then we just squash that truth. And again, in this case, the truth was that uh, blacks are not disproportionately shot by cops. Mm -hmm. And he ran those numbers two different studies. Yeah, he did it twice with different people. And it was the same both times. But the left can't handle that. Mm. Just like they can't handle any dissension on the climate change situation. Same thing there. Controversial British group called the Center for Countering Digital Hate, <laughs> which has reportedly already worked with the White House, by the way. They're pressuring big tech companies in the United States to target so-called new denial of climate change. Because they can't have people speaking out against the prevailing theory right now. That this is catastrophic and human-caused. This would include discussing information that challenges the left-wing narrative on the impacts of global heating. Suggesting that some policies billed as climate solutions won't work. You can't do that. You can't suggest that. And arguing that climate science and the climate movement can't be trusted. How dare you say that? So-called old denial, which is already being censored by Google and YouTube, includes arguments that global heating is not currently happening and that burning fossil fuels is not the cause. You can't say either one of those things. According to the report, uh, the CCDH is calling on big tech to, quote, update policies to keep up with the new forms of climate crisis denial along with removing financial incentives and reducing its reach and visibility. Now, I'm not sure how questioning the global elites is a form of global hate, but apparently it is. Uh, Glenn said on a video on Friday, because that guy at the CCDH, that's the uh, chief executive, Imran Ahmed, has spoken and the White House will partner with him. 
In his uh, special, Glenn said, remember, this is one of the White House's go-to experts on disinformation. It's a good thing the White House doesn't have a record of telling social media companies who to censor, right? Oh, wait, we just learned in the Twitter files. That's exactly what they've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. And they have to do that because they can't win in on the battlefield of ideas. They can't win these arguments. Yeah. They have, they have the climate change argument both ways. Whether it's hot or cold or about the same as ever, they've got it every which way, and it all means the same thing. And that's uh, catastrophic climate change is occurring right now. And it's virtually irreparable if we don't completely change our our economy mm-hmm. and our society. Yeah, your, your way of life, um, you need to give it up. You're, you do. All of your creature comforts. Right. Um, all of this uh, advanced way of living. And, and note that it's you that have to give it up. The elites never give it up. Oh, they, right. They get to still travel, but you could strap on the whole Apple uh, goggles, mm-hmm. right? But you're not going to be traveling. Um, you need to uh, do a staycation, but we can fly anywhere we want because we're the elites. We're the ones that are going to tell you what's best for the planet. Don't, don't expect us to actually live that way, though. Yeah, they're they're even suggesting now that uh, you can use that uh, new Apple the yeah. uh, thing, the goggle deals, the yeah. goggles, mm-hmm. whatever, and you can take travel. a vacation. That's your vacation in your mind. Yep, uh, that you don't have to actually go somewhere. But but to your point, you know they are they are wanting to destroy your way of life in the name, you know, claim that it's because we're trying to save the planet. Mm-hmm. But they're doing this, they're basing this off of predictions that they're making a century out. And predictions that have never been correct. Correct. They've been making these predictions. It's nothing new, the, the predictions they're making. Mm-hmm. They've been making them since the 70s. Yeah. They've been telling us that Britain was going to be underwater by now. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Last I checked, uh, people were still living there. So um, Saturday night, uh, I guess there was a surprise snowfall amounts uh, in New York, and and I and I screenshot this headline. Um, check that one out. Uh, New York surprised by overnight snowfall. Wait, how can it be a surprise when we know a yeah, hundred years from now what, what the weather is going to be like? Maybe you guys could focus your energies on I don't know tonight's forecast before <laughs> you start trying to remap economies. My gosh. For something that you're predicting 100 years out. I mean, it just... Mm-hmm. Stop it. And, and, and it's not just trying to um, silence the, uh, the, the going against the climate narrative. Um, you know, they obviously went uh, after people that, that, that didn't get on board with um, the COVID vaccine and all of that stuff. And now, yep. uh, like Robert Kennedy is uh, taking the, the Biden administration to court... Uh, basically saying, look, you you worked hand in glove with the, with, as the Twitter files reveal, with the social media companies to mm-hmm. silence my free speech as an American. And it's already passed the first hurdle. Um, the judge has let it go through. So we'll see how far that goes. But um, mm. again, mm. will there be any consequences for an administration? No. Uh, working with private companies to silence Americans? No, there won't be. You know where you can learn truth, though? Hillsdale College. Um, I, for one, am tired of scrolling through shows on TV and finding nothing but the same mind-numbing content. 
You've probably been there, too. Uh, Don't waste the precious little time you have with that nonsense. Instead, use that time to learn something new and inspiring from Hillsdale. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, uh, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, and the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, free. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and Its Decline with Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations like the WEF. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash pat and get started. It's free and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pat and get started. hillsdale.edu slash pat. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. Speaking of borders being wiped out, uh, Democrats are increasingly disagreeing with the Biden administration's response to the increase in illegal immigration how, at the U.S. border. How dare they argue with the 14th greatest president of all time? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> now how do you feel about <laughs> arguing with this president? You should feel really badly about it. Three out of four people say that they believe the government is doing a very or somewhat bad job of handling the crisis. Surprise! (laughs) Jeez. 80% of U.S. adults say the government is doing a very or somewhat bad job of dealing with immigration, uh, illegal immigration. When broken down by party, it's 89% of Republicans, 73% of Democrats. (laughs) 73% of Democrats? Wow. Um. So that has increased by 11% from another Pew survey taken less than eight months ago. So people are getting more and more disgusted all the time with it. The survey showed 62% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning respondents thought the government was doing a very or somewhat bad job of addressing the border. Uh, Both surveys show dramatically higher percentages of Democrats are critical than they were at the very beginning of the Biden presidency. Uh, It's likely to be somewhat of an issue coming up. And again, you're welcome, America, from Texas. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Our governor has helped this become a national issue. He's helped show the, the the entire country and the world what a disaster this immigration policy is. Yeah, the state of New York, the New York City, they are in meltdown mode over... Big time. And and, and pretty much every city that has had immigrants bust to them, um, but especially New York City, that is just losing its mind. However, however, um, the uh, they're, they're, they're bussing migrants to a city that has their ducks in a row in pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even even the police there who apparently everything is so good with crime and um, uh, any any kind of issue that you might need law enforcement mm-hmm. that's already under control there in New York City so now they have since they got everything taken care of officially mm-hmm. they now have a dance team New York City police oh thank goodness you got to see these good that's your NYPD dance team, Pat. Uh-huh. Wow. What timeline are we on and how do I get off it? Oh, no. They're not even... They're, they're not even... In sync. Uh, I don't wow. know what is happening at all. I don't know. And they're really bad, too. So, there's that. That's bad? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, that's this is something. NYPD dance team. I don't know how long this video is, but however long it is, it's too long. Okay, we can. We've seen. We've. Oh no, we've seen. Oh wow, that was terrific. Again, how did we get onto this timeline, and how do we get off of it? So, well, anyway. like you said, everything else is all set. Yeah, They're so, all set in New York, and that and that's what New York City is known for is law mm-hmm. and order. Mm-hmm. And since they've got that on lockdown, they can yeah. they can turn their attentions. Let's just entertain them. people with a dance team. How about a, a police department dance team? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it's like nurses during COVID. You yeah, know, it's so bad. Then <laughs> let's oh. let's start dancing in the halls. Oh man! So I don't know. Are they as qualified as say the Miami? Bike cops? Who do you think is better at their job? The New York police dance team. Move back. Oh, oh, oh boy. Yup. Gets me every time, bro. Every freaking time. Thank you. Uh-huh. So hard to choose. So hard to choose, yeah. Man. Yeah. I okay. still can't choose, even yeah, though I've look, seen it. Look, there's another squadron now. behind him. I, I only now noticed. I knew I get something new out of this video every time. Look at that, way back there. We got another oh, yeah. group ready to go. Yeah. Oh yeah, well if this take sucks. So that means that they had multiple takes, obviously, and they had to go with the the foot getting stuck on the saddle. <laughs> How do you not redo that? I, that means the next or group was terrible, too. Like a smoother transition there. <laughs> move back. Move back. <laughs> or I can dance my way out of this issue. Wow. I can't take it. I, I know. It's pretty amazing. Fortunately, though, New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, just reversed plans to convert an abandoned luxury Harlem apartment complex into a shelter for illegals. After the community voiced a little bit of opposition to the plan, Adams 180 comes after he appeared last week at a community meeting where dozens of residents expressed their anger about those plans to turn a 35-story building, which has remained vacant for over a decade, into a homeless shelter that could potentially house illegal immigrants. How wonderful. The neighbors were unaware of any plans for the building until they saw bunk bed boxes being loaded into the building last week. I told the team, find out what's going on here. We're not moving folks into a brand new building when you have long-term needs in a community. That's not going to happen, Adam said, after the meeting. 
You will not have migrants and asylum seekers in that property. Yeah, so he did a very quick 180, and now they're not going to do that plan. Hmm. We have too many homeless shelters in this community, Harlem resident Regina Smith said. She'd pref- she said she'd prefer the building to be turned into affordable housing. 44% of homes in the neighborhood are considered rent burdened, which means that they spend more than one-third of their income on rent. We have a dearth of affordable housing. We're being priced out of the community. The lack of respect is absolutely appalling. These apartments could be used for us to go into. No, but you're American citizens. Yeah, you don't deserve that. Only the illegals who took the time to sneak into our country illegally and then make their way all the way to New York City. Those are the ones who need this uh, luxury housing. The luxury building features an indoor swimming pool and apartments with granite countertops in the kitchen and marble in the bathrooms. Wow. (laughs) But the developers defaulted on the loans for the building. New York City has faced a recent influx of illegals to the point where Adams said last fall the issue will destroy New York City. (laughs) Wow. In the whole country. Uh, yeah, welcome to uh, welcome to the nightmare that is illegal immigration. Once again, Eric Adams, that's great. Yeah, and Jeez. and the flow of immigrants is um, faster than the birth rate in this country. Uh, hashtag oh, by a lot. I think great replacement theory. Oh. Can we call it fact now? Great replacement fact. Kind of seems like it to me, but you know you're not supposed I mean, to mention I'm, it. I mean, it's the policy of the Biden administration, plain and simple. Well, it absolutely is. Some Democrats haven't gotten the memo yet, so they're not quite on board yet. Right, right. Uh, I like this story too because you know we've we just we've been confiscating property belonging to Russian oligarchs over the last few years, mm-hmm. ever since the invasion of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And one of the pieces of property that we confiscated was a luxury super yacht yeah. that was seized from a Russian in 2022. So it's been almost two years. And the American taxpayers have had to pay so much maintenance <laughs> on the super yacht <laughs> that they want a judge's permission to auction it off yes. now. It's, uh, it's the 348-foot super yacht, the Amadea, with a price tag of $300 million. But that's just the beginning. Oh, no. Yeah, it costs you... Three hundred million to purchase it initially, and then how much is the maintenance every month? Right, six hundred thousand dollars a month. Wait, what? What? Six hundred thousand a month. This is what you always hear from boat owners. Yeah, biggest mistake. Biggest mistake because we didn't figure in the maintenance, you know, and the upkeep, and then the the fuel to (laughs) to take it out. $20 $20 million since they since they seized it. $20 million. I mean, that is the U.S. government That's in a nutshell. Right sure there. is. When do we get a ride on it, though, before they occupy? Yeah, I want to. I mean, if I, I own it. I want to. Sounds like, I mean, right? I saw a picture. It is nice. 360000 a month for the crew. 75000 per month in fuel. And an additional $165,000 in unnamed maintenance costs per month, plus a $1.7 million annual insurance bill. <laughs> so. I tell you what, let's compromise. Let's sell the boat. Uh huh. Then you give the money to Ukraine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's... And stop bugging us with bills in and Congress. Right. And that's the end of 
what I want to spend for Ukraine. That's the end of it. Okay? Take that $20 million, give it to Ukraine. Done deal. All right, we'll see you on Overtime, and then right back here tomorrow for Pat Gray Unleashed. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.